Hi there, welcome to Up in the Air with Beacon, an informative and insightful channel that talk about tourism and travel industry and its related issues with me, Ratno Putri. Mr. Suhaimi Saini, Senior Manager of RX in Singapore. Hi Pak, good evening. Hi Putri, how have you been? Good. Uh, <laughs> just stay at home. <laughs> okay, so uh, tonight we are going hmm. to talk about uh, my sector. Yeah. So we know that yep. as part of the tourism uh, industry, this, this sector is also ha- has been hitting hard by the pandemic, right? So I found it in uh, straight times that the sector's revenue uh, has been declined significantly uh, 60% uh, compared to 2020, uh, 2019. Yeah? So, but now we saw that many virtual formats are changing the behavior of how people are networking. Uh, this virtual, including virtual event or hybrid event or uh, any kind uh, of uh, mice format that has been going on lately. Yeah? Uh, and then this is the way that how the industry is trying to survive uh, due to the pandemic. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, previously that during the pandemic, conference and exhibition sectors are hitting so hard. And we know that the format of offline conference, networkings, uh, it was changing to virtuals. Um, but can you tell me now, uh, knowing that uh, the latest data about the numbers of conference and exhibition sectors uh, comparing to the pandemic, how can you give us the broad pictures about the how many events before the pandemic and now how many events are doing uh, during the pandemic yeah so um thanks for having me on uh first of all just uh, let me say i'm here also in my personal capacity so most of the the, the thoughts and what my comments would be from uh, my personal perspective having served like what close to eight nine ten years in the industry wow. uh, and much longer uh, if you include my time in uh, singapore tourism board and the tourism industry but yes you're right so the conference and the exhibition sector, uh, probably more the conference sector, uh, the exhibition sector actually, has been the one that has been very hardly hit, uh, very hit. You know, um, it, it's like a train wreck uh, smashing into us for the last twenty uh, four months, mm-hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> I think the impact of the pandemic uh, on the exhibition industry, uh, the severity of it, uh, you know. Depends on the country you're in, uh, but generally everybody has suffered. Um, I think in Singapore, um, we probably had, uh, if I were to take a guess uh, off the top of my head, this year we only had about 10, 20 live events. Most of them are small scale because uh, there is uh, restrictions on the number of people who can attend. So when you're used to seeing a 
you know, 10,000, 20,000 people attending your events. Now you have a limit of how many people are allowed to attend the event and you have to do batching, uh, you know, you come in groups and all. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so the strictness of the uh, social distancing measures in each country, of course, has a severe uh relation or impact to the exhibitions industry right so i think in indonesia uh your your sort of lockdown uh happened a little bit later than uh, say in singapore so in the first half of 2020 there uh, there was still a number of events happening but even then those events already saw a decreased number of uh, exhibitors and visitors because people were concerned about safety uh you know in, in a large uh and close space mm-hmm. rightly so right it is it is of course rightly so that people must take care of their own health um globally i would say <clears throat> um that it was this ufi uh um, research right the global barometer mm-hmm. for 2020 they said that uh, like six almost almost half of the exhibitions in company in the world had to reduce their workforce uh and some reducing yeah. it as by as much as like 25 percent uh for that uh but as you can see the moment covid um uh, restrictions were lifted because the country has managed to get um the situation under control uh there is quite a quick rebound um so in china you will see once china uh was able to get um covid under control um and in early 2021 they started having uh physical face-to-face events again although while still domestic uh, and china is a large domestic market you can see the number of people attending the event was uh respectable numbers maybe not the usual 30 50,000 people but they were still at 10 20,000 uh, so the impact is diverse across the world but here in southeast asia i would say um it has been quite severe um given that uh we are quite reliant on uh, in the exhibitions industry in terms of uh, having a lot of international exhibitors coming in and having a lot of international visitors coming in um so all the border restrictions also uh played a role in making it a difficult year difficult two years for the exhibitions industry I see. I see. Mm-hmm. But um, I know that changing from the offline to online is at the beginning it was very hard, uh, especially for, for definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for for the conference uh, industry. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think is has become the biggest challenges during the pandemic? Yeah. So I think the biggest challenge uh, earlier. I said you know. Um, COVID hit the exhibitions industry harder, maybe yeah. much harder than a conference. It's because um, the difference in conference where you're uh, in a usual traditional conference, right? You attend a conference, you're there to, of course, network, but you are there to also consume content, hear from thought leaders, the speakers. And that is something that is a model that can uh, easily be translated. The experience can largely be translated to a large extent, uh, to an online experience, right? Mm-hmm. You can uh, uh, have a conference speaker uh, on stage virtually or somewhere else in the world, uh, Zoom um, and all the various uh, web conferencing tools allows you to have real-time interaction with the speakers uh, and you can still gain that um 
powerful uh, value of conference through learning and and uh, hearing from thought leaders but then again you lose that um, ability to network properly with people uh, when it's a digital event yeah. right mm-hmm. so there's the element of conference that is very difficult to also bring online uh you know that we always like in the exhibitions we like to say sometimes there's serendipity you know you're just walking mm-hmm. down and then you suddenly bump into a, a old colleague or a con- a network contact uh that that could you know potentially be useful to your business down the road because everybody is there you can just walking around you know you bump into people and stuff so <clears throat> conference can still uh has has moved pivoted to the digital space uh with less growing pains than the exhibition industry and why do i say that is because the exhibitions industry to some extent um is while you have that element of people walking down um walking into an exhibition hall the ability to look at the product to interact with the product to try out the products to get the questions about that product um answered in real time by by an exhibitor uh it's very difficult to um transpose that or translate that into a digital experience and then on top of that difficulty you also have the difficulty of uh, trying to get networking opportunities right um you know the ability for people to walk into a hall uh, find out new contacts uh, network with other people so those two challenges uh, have made it a little more challenging for the exhibitions industry and i think 2020 was a year where everybody was scrambling to talk about virtual events mm-hmm. um, uh, virtual events actually is not something really new uh, i remember in the late 90s when internet became a lot more and personal computing uh, became a lot more accessible to a lot of people there was already people talking about virtual events uh, you know having a virtual exhibition but it never really took off because um, of the element of uh needing to see things to hold things to touch things to meet with people uh and back then t- 10 20 years down the road uh, 10 to 20 years ago it wasn't that developed but we were lucky because mm. in the pandemic hit the internet uh, and the capabilities and computing uh, technology has progressed so much that there's a lot of opportunities for us to still uh, host successful virtual events um that allows us to network with people meet the right contacts for companies with uh, to exhibitors to to showcase their products in various uh, exciting new ways right uh, whether it be as simple as a uh, putting it up on a website with a list of products um doing it in e-commerce style or even some companies trying to do it as a virtual reality i think uh, we all hear the metaverse coming up right mm-hmm. uh so there's some excitement there also in metaverse so we were lucky and despite it being difficult the tools that were made available to the exhibitions industry in the last two years have grown tremendously uh you know in the in, in 2020 you already had uh, companies and startups doing established companies as well as startups offering virtual exhibition solutions uh, because computing power and technology has reached a stage where you can do that and in the last two years uh, the uh, amount of innovation and uh, has accelerated so a lot of companies now exhibition companies now are a lot more um 
I would say they are a lot more savvy in terms of how to execute a successful digital or online or virtual exhibition. I see. Well, I think uh, I'm I'm agree with you. I'm strongly agree with you because uh, the element of meeting and networking with people is it's it cannot be uh, it cannot be replaced with internet. Or with the virtual, because I me, mean, it cannot be fully replaced. You can replace some of it, but not fully. Mm. Uh, for that, I think but, one of the things mm. that, yep, go ahead. Because uh, I was attending uh one or two uh virtual conference, yeah? uh, mm-hmm. and then I, I I feel that uh within that you are limiting your meeting for like thirty minutes with each people, and then. Because when when you do really do offline, you can really talk with the people that you met, and then it can be like you like what you said, you going around, uh, around the area of the conference, and then you meeting people, and then you talk for more than maybe more than thirty minutes, or uh, that, that's kind of different. And then the atmosphere is different, and when you get uh, limited in the virtual, and then you just need to do. Uh, like uh, this, 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 this without, without you know, when, when you get limited and then you get very confused what you're going to say. So uh, that's yes, the thing that, uh, yeah, th- I, I don't think that can be replaceable uh, when you are changing the virtual. Mm-hmm. It, it can be at this moment, yes. But, uh, and mm-hmm. then the thing that with the internet quality is not the same from one place to with another. Maybe like in Singapore. Oh yes, that's definitely a, a <laughs> uh, that, that that is definitely a huge challenge that we always face. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think uh, at this times around, uh, virtual is one of the way that we should do to keep on moving. Yeah, uh, during the pandemic, right. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, in Singapore, we know that uh, we had proven its ability to host uh, safe and trusted mice events yeah, in, a large, in a larger scale through several hybrid events, including, uh, I think there was a GeoConnect Asia on Travel Revive. Do you think that many uh, events will be done more hybrid format in the future? Because you were saying also before... Online is 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 now uh, one of the way of doing this, I think um, you know the ability. I, first of all, I actually don't like the word hybrid, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. So uh, my colleagues know this very well. Where I, I always roll my eyes when people say hybrid. But the reason being, hybrid itself means you're creating uh, two different things. You're putting them together to create something yes. new, uh-uh. but that's not what we're doing, right? A physical uh, exhibition and a <clears throat> digital exhibition, the basis of the reason why you have these two elements are the same, to allow people to uh, meet, connect, trade, you know, uh, sell products, uh, you know, meet new buyers, uh, meet new sellers. So mm. they it's just different tools to achieve the same objective. So I'm not trying to build a new product yeah. that achieves a new objective, right? It's the same. Yeah. So I, I like to always call it um, when uh, COVID is uh, well under control and it will be, I have confidence in that, yeah. is that we will return to a physical uh, face-to-face event, right? Mm. 
it is important for that uh, for the reasons I mentioned earlier because of the value that face-to-face gives. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, in a survey, um, I think done by uh, by uh, some exhibition uh, association is that uh, by UFI, for example, they say that 64% of companies feel that uh, COVID-19 has reinforced the value of face-to-face events, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see that in China, when uh, when exhibitions were allowed to be held again, there was a resumption and there was people coming in. Exhibitors were excited, visitors were excited. Mm-hmm. So physical will form the base of that event. Now, the value that we have uh, will bring with digital, uh, what I call, uh, what we will be doing is augmenting physical events with digital technology and the lessons we have learned in the last two years. So what do I mean by lessons that we've learned in the last two years? The first of all is uh, digital allows you to spread the net wider, right? Um, you can get exhibitors to um, who may not be physically present still be able to participate in the exhibition to meet buyers in that region that you're operating in. So for example, in Singapore, we, are, we always pride ourselves in being able to attract strong buyers and, and visitors from Southeast Asia and Asia uh, and the wider parts of Asia. So mm-hmm. you get exhibitors to come, you are able to get exhibitors to come and participate in the exhibition. They may not be able to fly down or they may even it may even be a cost-saving tool for them, right? Uh, digital technologies that allow them to uh, perhaps have their exhibits uh, present in the show floor, mm. uh, but then they are engaging with visitors via uh, digital tools without having to be there pres- uh, physically. Similarly, for visitors, they may not be able to fly to Singapore for the event because maybe scheduling issues on stuff, but they're still able to go online, look at the content that's made available uh, on digital solutions, um, and, you know, review the content, uh, find out new products, uh, explore new technologies and meet new buyers uh, uh, that, that can solve solutions uh, or provide solutions to problems that they have. So this is important. So we are augmenting physical events with digital technology. Uh, another thing that is great, I, I've noticed in digital, while well, you mentioned earlier, yes, you know, there's always that element, oh, my meetings are limited to 30 minutes and so right. on and so forth, mm-hmm. right? But... <clears throat> The ability for you to search through a database of visitors or exhibitors, mm. quickly prioritize who you want to meet, schedule your uh, activities. You know, in the past, exhibitions was a visitor would register online or maybe they come on site and register and then they get a, a floor plan. This was maybe 5, 10, 20, 5, 10, 20 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Then they walk around and they're spending maybe half a day, a day, if it's a large uh, 100,000 square meters show, maybe they spend even three full days walking around, mm-hmm. you know, exploring. Yes, exploring is good. Uh, there are people who come to exhibitions with the explorer mindset, but the ability to search and, and uh, you know, be given information that is relevant to you. So, for example, if I am an architect uh, and I have a new project uh, and I'm looking for maybe certain types of architectural facades, right? Mm-hmm. the digital technology can then give you uh, a recommendation list of these are the kind of companies that you should meet. 
right? And then you match that with, uh, inform- you match that for exhibitors, exhibitors who sell, uh, say, architectural products, then they say, okay, this is a list of, uh, of the visitors that have expressed interest or who are architects who have, or and people who have expressed interest in these types of products, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, you get to see, you, you spend so much more time going through uh, your, your, the list and, and qualifying your bias and spending much more time uh, you know, having a very uh, fruitful discussion. So you can actually have, say, your event is uh, only three days, um, maybe Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but because you allow that digital connections to be made the week before, so the time, uh, and then may- maybe you even have a ten, a quick thirty minutes uh, meeting online with the uh, visitor, uh, the buyer, the seller. May have a quick thirty minutes meeting online the week before. They get to understand what the product is. Okay, there's a real need. I now set a meeting with you. So on that day itself, you come straight to my booth, uh, and then you get to. I will give you an in-depth demonstration of this technology or this solution that I can offer to the, to the market. So it makes people's time uh, spent in a more uh, fruitful manner, mm. right? So those are some mm. of the technologies that, that we have learned. Uh, we have been using their matchmaking in my company itself. We've, uh, we always pride ourselves on matchmaking. Uh, we have those tools. And I think in the last two years, we have really ramped up our ability to uh, you know, match buyers to sellers and match the right parties together. Because in the end, uh, what we do is we bring buyers and, and we help we help make businesses happen, right? So in mm. order to have a business happen, you need to have you need to put the right buyer in front of the right uh, seller and vice versa. Mm, okay. And then uh, okay, if we're talking about technology, yeah, for sure it's been playing uh, as an important uh, element mm-hmm. uh, these days uh, for the mice industry. Um mm. In the future uh, of mice, will technology will be dominate how mice industry will doing? I think um, we are overdue for uh, infusion of technology into the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of months ago with my team, I was uh, talking about how the exhibitions industry has evolved over the last 100, 200 years, right? And I found a photo in uh, from a tire and rubber exhibition in 19, for, 1904. Mm-hmm. And then I showed them a photo of another exhibition uh, <coughs> about five years ago. It's mm-hmm. the same. You have a booth, right? Uh, where people, the exhibitors will, will, will purchase a space from you, a booth, and then they put their products in there and then they stand in front of the booth and then they wait for people to walk past hoping that uh, they, someone, a buyer might see them and, and get interested in them. Now that is, uh, has changed, right? For the mm. exhibitions industry. We have moved in the last, uh, since uh, in probably the last decade, we've started using more, uh, uh, in terms of matchmaking tools, uh, using algorithms, uh, intelligent algorithms to match visitors to buyers. That's one, right? Um, okay. That is very important. I, I think I I already mentioned this earlier in uh, in the in the previous question, but that is definitely mm-hmm. at the top nine. But other things, of course, uh, is the ability for us to um, allow the. Uh, technology tools that will allow uh, 
off-site visitors or, or remote visitors to to ver- to visualize or rather be present in that uh, physical mm-hmm. space. Uh, I'm not talking about the metaverse with VR and you walk and um, things are not there yet. Um, but I think down the road, you will be seeing more companies trying to allow, replicate the physical space onto the online space. Yeah, I heard that. Mm-mm. Yeah, but this is a very this is a very tricky thing because um, I personally think that how a person navigates a physical space is very different from how they navigate a digital space, right? Mm-mm. Because the digital space means it's my computer screen, it's my tablet, or it's my uh, mobile phone, right? So how do we do that? Uh, that is something that the industry definitely will be have to explore a lot more. Uh, mm. The other things will be technology will be the use of uh, better uh, data reporting. So definitely, we have already started this. Uh, you know, just like any other industries, uh, things from marketing automation, uh, using more tools to allow us to better segment and target visitors uh, and exhibitors, so that we are always featuring only relevant content to the right uh, audience. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, in that case, that can we say that the technology uh, has changed or will change the mice industry in the future entirely? That is the end of our discussion with our industry experts. I would like to thank you to all my guests today and I hope it will give you a valuable insight about the Southeast Asia tourism landscape. Don't forget to like or subscribe or follow our podcast as well as our Instagram at Up in the Air with Beacon. And if you have any comments or input, please drop us an email to admin at beacon-strategygroup.com or make comments in our social media account at Up in the Air with Beacon. Until we meet again in our next edition.